Nadia from No Business Like Show Business, and this week we have the talented actress Annie Gonzalez. Her recent credits are Hentified, Vita, Good Girls, and Shameless, you guys. She is a mental health advocate, and this is a great episode. You don't want to miss it. It's your birthday and you'll cry if you want to. Cry if I want to. Cry if you want to. I will cry too if it happened to you. That's not even the words. Um, Hey, it sounded like it was the words. Happy post-birthday. Oh my goodness. Thank you. You guys, it was my birthday on the 4th. That is right. And we are so honored that you were born and that you get to live your life and I get to live it with you. I am so happy that you're here, Nan. Me too. (laughs) you guys I'm so tired and I know that I say that all the time but you guys Preston threw me the most amazing birthday party on Wednesday thanks babe seriously the attention to detail that he he basically brought in the 70s it was a 70s theme party and some of my most special friends like just my village my tribe were here and it was just so wonderful i'm just still so tired from it (laughs) and it's crazy i mean it was a lot so it was it was kind of a surprise but not because i kind of knew about it and i was helping with certain things but he totally manned the decorations he had this amazing photo booth you guys i i there was like these amazing balloons everywhere um i didn't even want him to take the decorations down. I mean, we still even have some of the decorations up because they made my heart so happy. And you'll see him in the episode if you tune into the YouTube. You'll see a Oh yeah, we have this string. like streamer and these like <laughs> 70s little records like all over the walls. And anyway, it was amazing. And thank you. It was so special. That means a lot, Pay. It was really fun planning it for you. You're right. We're both really tired. It's been a crazy week. But this is an awesome episode. You guys... This is such a great episode, and I'm so glad we got hooked up with yeah. um, our our guest this week is Annie Gonzalez. She is awesome. She's an amazing, very like young actress, very wise for her age. Not that like 26 year olds can't be wise, but just very, very wise. And um, we were just so thankful to have her, and you know, hear about her journey and being a you know a late uh, LA native. And growing up in East LA, it was really cool to kind of hear about her journey and um, her parents were, you know, creative and artists as well. And her dad was an actor and I don't know, it was just really cool to kind of hear her story and... um, it was, it was just great. Not only was it, it, it awesome to hear the story, she's also done a lot of work on herself. Um, so she she's a, a huge proponent for mental health. And we have such a positive conversation around what it takes to kind of take ownership on some of the things that, that um, make you... That kind of keep you down, hold you like in bondage. The kind of ideas that you might be telling yourself and not even knowing that the story you're telling yourself is what is keeping you in bondage. And, and she's done a lot of great work in her own life, but she, the, this, the net of positivity is spread on this episode. And it was so encouraging and exciting to kind of participate in that. I think if you're in a place where you're, uh, I don't know, sad, 
um, feeling judged. I don't know, angry at the world. This uh, is like depressed, you know, the right episode for you. So this is like perfect timing. Click it in, put those headphones in, draw that bubble bath. I, I, I just imagine. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, I've Who's all- taking baths in LA? The bathrooms are so small and the tubs are so, but I'm sure people are. I'm sure people are. And I always like over um, beautify the idea of like something like a bubble bath. You know, where I'm like, oh, I would love to just have a bubble bath, but I never... You know, I have the stigma against bubble baths because ever since I was a kid, my mom would tell me that bubble baths were bad for your vagina. Really? (laughs) Yes. Like literally that it's just bad. Because she said, you're going to get an infection. And maybe there's something to that. I don't know, you guys. It's very weird. (laughs) But I always have this like weird thing where I don't want to like sit in a bathtub with like soap for too long. That's unless it's like probably some like organic soap that doesn't have any like perfumes and dyes in it. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. TMI. But yes. (laughs) But but yes. So definitely draw that bath and don't don't stay in too long and don't put soap in the water. (laughs) <laughs> just get just get in a, like a tub of like hot water. That's oh, it. Goodness, nah. This week has been busy for us, uh, like work wise. Yeah, we've had a lot of appointments and appointments, i.e. auditions. Auditions, we call them appointments. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I also, you you started a, a class this. Oh week yeah, too. yeah. Yes, I started a commercial class. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a. Listen, you guys, I feel like it's a constant that you're wanting to grow. And I'm actually hoping that we can get her on our show um, at some point because I think she is a wealth of knowledge and she's amazing. Um, I'm taking a class on Tuesday nights. It was my first night and it was really great. I mean, I've been doing commercials for like 10 years now and, you know, work pretty consistently. And I felt like... I already learned so much. The first, it's like That's you awesome. kind of you forget stuff, or you get lazy, or you just, or you're even in a different part of life where you can accept new lessons that maybe you have always been there, but. Yeah, you know. or just kind of see things from a different perspective and just kind of be like, huh, that's a great tool to re like sharpen. Yeah. You know, it's like you got to sharpen knives after they get dull, right? So like maybe that's kind of the same thing for us. I don't know. I love that. And I love that you feel like you're, you're getting so much out of the class already. And you've already been, a, be, been able to put into practice some of the lessons that you're learning. And I yeah. think that is a lesson for you guys listening. If you're out there going, no, I've made it. I'm an actor and I got all the skill in the world. Think about that. Really go in and, and... Are you Meryl Streep? Are you Meryl Streep? I don't think so. <laughs> Even Meryl Streep, I'm sure, has a practice of studying her skill. And, and yeah, it's just always it. you master your craft. Master it and keep going. Keep going. See see where you can get with it. I mean, yeah. I'm excited about that new Joker movie. Talking about like master. Oh master my class. gosh, it's so good. It's like weird, but like it's like I don't want to watch it because it's going to be so good, and then I'm going to be thinking, man, I wish I was just as good. I wish I was even <laughs> half as good as he is at like transforming. Your, it's just I it saw looks the amazing. Preview and I was just I I set the scene in our place. I was like, baby, you got to sit down on the couch. We're going to turn off the lights. We're going to watch this thing and enjoy it. But uh, yeah, totally. I'm excited for you, babe. Uh, been busy for me too. Auditions, got a call back. I'm excited about. But I'm also trying to take some of the lessons that you're learning. And I think one of the big lessons is do you bring yourself to the do project? Do you? That's what they want to hire you. Yeah. Not 
another version of you, not who you think they want, not not what you think is right, but do you? What would you do? And I yeah. think I think so many times you know, we talk about this a lot in our episodes where it's like we want to get things right and it's like, okay, well, what do they want? And I'll just do that. Yeah. It's like some of the times they don't even know what they want. And that's actually what I loved about our episode um, with Annie yep. is that um, she kind of was talking about how, you know, a lot of times we think that our life is going to go a certain way. And like we think we we think we we know what we want our like significant other to be or yeah. our dream husband or dream wife or dream partner or whatever or that dream job and you think you have these all these like ideas and a lot of times the reality of that is like that's something that's not even really what you want sometimes right so I think I just had a moment where I was like. Yeah, like that's so true for so many things. Like yeah. I've had so many jobs and I don't even mean acting jobs. I just mean jobs where I thought I wanted to do that thing and then I went and did it and I was like, this is actually awful. Or I did a job like when I was a KJ. Yeah, yeah. And Nadi was a karaoke DJ. Yeah, it was so great for a really small season. Like it was only a couple months and the place shut down <laughs> for those of you that remember Sardo's in Burbank. But honestly, when a friend of mine, um, she was like, hey, there's like this, I don't know if you want this job, but it's like really, opening. it's a little opening and they're, you know, they're whatever. Anyways, I went through this, jumped through all these hoops to get hired and I thought it was just going to be lame. But in my mind, I'm like, but it's down the street and it seems like it's like kind of fun. So it, like if I hate it, I can quit. I ended up really freaking loving it yeah. and I had so much fun. And you were good at it. And I it. looked for and I was actually good at it and um, I caught on really quick and then and then they shut down and then I was actually really sad. Yeah. But again, just to kind of talk about like expectation mm. of the things. So with that said, I think so many times like, we think that casting director, that they know what they want or that, you know, these clients know what they want, but then you can change their mind sometimes. I don't know. You know, that's right. They might even rewrite the role for you. Yeah. With all that said, this is an awesome, awesome episode. We really hope you enjoy it without further ado. Here's Annie. Peace. What's up? What is up? Ladies and gentlemen, if you're hearing our voices, guess what? We On, back. We back for another one. Hey. We are here and we have an amazing guest today. Her name is Annie Gonzalez. And you can catch her on Vita, Good Girls, Shameless, Pink Collar Crimes, most recent credits, Hentified and... East of the Mountains. East of the yes. Mountains, you guys, we want to hear more about. And we're so excited to have her today. She's also a mental health advocate. Yeah. So we want to just kind of hear a little bit about you and your journey and how you've got into this crazy industry and, and just how you navigate navigate and the waters. welcome. How are you doing tonight? Thank you, beautiful people, for having me. Of course. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm really happy to be here, and I'm excited to talk to you guys. This Friday Thank night. You. This is awesome, because some of the guests that we've had, we kind of know from, like, I've either auditioned with, or I know them, or I've worked mm -hmm. with them, or, you know. It's like a great vibe. Yeah, like, like <laughs> had conversations. So this is, this is so exciting, because this is, we've never met, and we're so excited to get to know more about you. Oh, cool. So, yeah. That's right. And so my first question is... Did you see the football lights? 
Coming in? <laughs> I did not see the football lights, and now I want to see them. It's time. It's time. We're, we're right across the street from a, a high school. Oh, oh yeah. It's yeah. Friday Night Lights. Yeah. So we might hear That's drums. I was like, what football? I know. I was like, that, I don't know. It might get crazy up in here. We'll see. The yeah. band might come join us. No. We're so close. She actually had mentioned that she lived almost like close. I literally lived in the apartment complex next to the football lights. Really? Yep. What a small world. I'm telling you guys, if you're hearing this, you're not from LA. LA can be small. It is small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she even lives close, like 0.8 miles from here. Like oh, that's a mile. awesome. It was magical. Did you see the new um, Metro bikes? I did. There's one like right f- blocks from us. It like look- we can... It looks so cool. That would be so cool. It's such a good invention. The only thing that we were talking about is like, really, how clean can you keep them? You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Oh, and with a Virgo, she's not doing it. She's not doing it. I was like, where's my hand sanitizer? (laughs) (laughs) We were talking right before we got started. We were talking Nadia's Virgo. And she and a friend were talking about the different ways that she uh, aligns with some of those personality traits and so that's what that's what comes yeah, up yeah I was like I make lists for my lists I, yeah yes what a Virgo I love a good see I'm I'm, I'm I'm a Scorpio I'm really into astrology as well like I have it tattooed on me like my stars oh, oh, no what way. do you have Can what I do you see? have tattooed yes nice I'm a Scorpio so what's that Scorpio is a water sign it's um like October okay okay 23rd yes 23rd to November 23rd okay awesome. yes uh, my sister's November 20th Ooh, oh, she's a Scorpio. She's a Scorpio. Yeah, it's like I kind of know. I don't like t- like follow follow, but I know mine, and the, I, I always find it super fascinating because like I'll read it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, yes, <laughs> oh my gosh, and then I'll be like, oh my gosh, yes, that's you. It's so crazy. It's so much fun the deeper you get into it. I love to believe in magic because I feel like it just like lends itself to like enjoying life a little bit more. Right? Like, <laughs> you know, it, that's why like, I love Harry Potter. Y- you feel me? Yeah. Harry totally. Potter. I walk around, I'm like, yeah, life would be better with this. <laughs> Can know? I get a wand too? <laughs> you know? yes. So that brings up a good question that just popped in my head. So you used to live close, closer to that high school. Mm-hmm. Have you always been in LA? What's your, what's your journey? Yes. Um, born and raised in East LA. Awesome. Uh, yes. Grew up. I actually grew up in the industry. I went, um, to a magnet school in West Los Angeles and got into acting when I was about nine years old. No way. Yeah, and I'm like an LA native. So, you know, people say like, yeah, I'm from LA, but they just have like their mom and dad here and they move from somewhere else. Like, no, like my whole family is like LA County. So I have family in like Ontario, Chino Hills, Pasadena, Alhambra, City Terrace. I have, you know, some people in like Long Beach and like the OC, like we are like LA born and bred. You feel me? I, I I I was born downtown. Yeah. So, but we lived near USC till like I was about four or five because mm-hmm. my parents are from Nicaragua ah. and um, we moved to San Bernardino. So we took it out to the 909, yep. but yeah. basically my half family in Reseda and like, you know, Canoga Park and kind of in this area. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm a total transplant. Where, so, yeah. where are you from? so this is my new home, but I'm originally from the Southeast Alabama. Oh, wow. I grew up in, yeah, so I was born in Georgia, raised a little bit in Florida, Alabama, moved back to Florida, moved back to Alabama, moved back out here, and now my family's in Tennessee. So oh, wow. <laughs> all over. A Southern boy. That's right. Oh, yeah. wow. That's awesome. From the South, deep, deep down. <laughs> and now my family's in Florida, so I'm the only one here. Yeah, oh, they wow. moved, so they moved out, and so we're, the, we're basically the only family out here. 
Yeah, we got each other and our baby and our dogs. Yeah, and Charlie, yeah. duh. And me now, what's up? Yes. Uh, yeah, what's and, up, girl? And now we're kind of connected to your family tree, is that right? I, For yes. doing a podcast? Yeah, right? I, I feel it. <laughs> a family is what you make it, okay? That's so did you so did you work at a young age or were you just always interested in the arts and did you like get like do the whole agent thing at a young age? It's so, I grew up in a family of performers. Um my mom went to Hollywood High School. She awesome. met my dad there when they were like 16. They became childhood friends and then, you know, had their own little rendezvous and had me. And my dad has been a child actor. Since, like, no he, way! He started off doing movies in Mexico. Girl, that's um, awesome. Yeah, like that's four crazy. years old. Oh my God. And my dad is badass like one of that's like awesome. my whole dad's side of the family and my mom some of the most talented beautiful humans wow. they ever meet um they were a big force in the chicano community in the 90s um they're also there's they do a lot of activist work they're musicians and actors um so i i kind of grew up around it yeah. that's awesome yeah but not in it and and um I, when I was younger, everybody would, you know, when you go to the mall, these people will stop you and they're like, you should get your kid into acting. My mom was like, no, no, no. <laughs> we all, we know all about that. Sure. She's like, <laughs> right. <laughs> they probably try and do it to you now. You're like, I'm, thank you. I'm fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get him in comfort? He's like a Gerber baby. Is he going to put him in I'm like, just calm down. You're like, let him learn how to read. Let him right? Can he walk first? <laughs> Thanks. So what happened around nine? So, so you're, you're going through life. You have the parents who are in it and then nine, you start. I first went to meet with my dad's agent at seven. Awesome. I had a lazy eye and had all these things. And I remember the agent made a point to say that to me at seven years old. And my mom was like, mm, no, we're yeah. not doing this. <laughs> we left, didn't come back until about two years later. And my mom was like, are you sure you want to do this? And yeah. I'm like, yes, mom, I want to be an actress. That's all I can think about. I would be in school and... I guess the teachers would say that I wasn't paying attention, so my mom would come in and check on me. And I'd be daydreaming. And she'd be like, what are you daydreaming about? <laughs> One day when I'm a famous actress. She's like, well, famous actresses need to learn how to read too, so get your ass in them books. And I'm right. like, <laughs> You're like, they need to know how to add, subtract, multiply, divide, and everything else. <laughs> yeah, everything. Or, But we probably don't. You got to read you your script if you're, if you're intending to memorize it, right? For real, for real. Um, and then, and then I, I got an agent and I remember them saying, this was nine, we went back to the same people and I had just like a different understanding of what it was and she would, they, you know, it's going to be hard for every 50 no's, there's one yes, be prepared. My first audition, I booked it. Yes. You get it. What was it? It was without a trace. No way. Yeah. I remember going in and my mom was like, how do you think you did? And I was like, I got it. I've always had, it's, you know, I feel like the older I've gotten, we get away from the discernment we have as a kid of being like, I understand myself. And so therefore I'm going to express what that is. Yeah. There's, there's almost like the, the life experience of learning to second guess yourself isn't there. Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, it's, it, 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 that gave me a lot of confidence. And I always revert back to those moments when I was a kid that reminds me of like, oh, this is what matters. The yeah. joy of the situation, not the actual product of mm. what I think is going to come of it. Just right. learning to enjoy the process. That's kind of cool that you kind of had that at such a young age because I feel like some adults can't even grasp that, right. to be honest. Yeah, I, you know what I feel like? I feel like we all are born with that. Yeah. We have that just level uh, agreed. of- Agreed. And I, so I took a three day trip recently to Joshua Tree because I felt like I was starting to get really disconnected from that space of myself. Like I didn't, I couldn't understand what I was feeling and right. why I was feeling it. And so I yeah. went to Joshua Tree and I had these, just being silent, I had these beautiful epiphanies of like, oh wow, like I already have it. 
Like I've, yeah. I've had it and I'm looking for it externally. But if I can cry in like a 67, like Corolla, burn down Corolla, I can cry in a, you know, a new Bentley. Like it doesn't matter. Like I got to be happy right now in myself or else none of this right. outward manifestation is going to make a difference into who I am as a person. You know? Well, because you don't right. change. I think that we have this idea and we've talked about this kind of before where it's like, we think that our circumstances are, can dictate our joy or happiness. Yeah. And, you know, we think, well, just when this or that. But then, you know, we've talked about like, we've, I've had, I've had some amazing years as an actress. And even then I was like, found myself stressed out and worried and worried about the, and then so you're not even enjoying that. So it's like learning that art of, like you said, you can be in a Bentley or a 67 Corolla or whatever. And how do you still, be content and like trust because this this it's like it can beat your ass like this industry can like oh, beat yeah. your ass to start to second guess yourself yeah yep and was there experience like that obviously you don't have to go too deep but was there an experience where you had that moment of like this experience is making more me more self-conscious as an actor or just life I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, yeah. growing up, I realized that like I did have an innate talent. I grew up singing, dancing, and acting, so awesome. I was kind of always just like I, you know, in that realm. Like I did it all, and I was I was very. It was something that came very natural to me. Yeah. So a piece of me always felt like I didn't deserve it. So I always felt the overcompensation of wanting to show that. And it wasn't yeah. until I got older. And it's funny you had mentioned all the credits that I have. Half of those credits while I was doing them, I was so depressed. Right. I was the f most fit I'd ever been. I'm booking. I'm doing all these things and I remember sitting in my trailer at, on the shameless set and being like nothing feels different yeah hmm. and then it hit me I'm like nothing is gonna feel different until mm. I realize that if I unless I romanticize everything in my life I'm gonna fall out of love with it right what do you mean like what do you mean so like romanticizing my walk to the gym Right. Like, yeah. like the smallest things. Like I have these legs and I can afford to pay for this gym every single month and I can walk there and I can either burn my ass out running on the treadmill or just sit there because I can like, the, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, or even, just the little pleasures of being like, I get to live in an apartment with my best friend. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. Versus like, like either a stranger or somebody that you hate. <laughs> you know, just, just really learning to fall in love with everything so that I didn't, because you know, I think us as humans, we're the ones that try and like uh, assign a value to something. Yeah. Right. Like, I, and I try not to, I realize that and a, a phone call from my seven-year-old niece saying, hey, can you have a sleepover with me? Versus, you know, them saying, hey, you booked a recurring on Hentified. Right. They mean the same thing to me. I cannot put one heavier weight on the other because then then your life gets out of balance and you kind of don't know, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. and, then, and then things that could be amazing are kind of minimized and you're kind of missing the moment. And then when those other things that we think are so glorious... For whatever reason, I think sometimes they still fall short. Yeah. It's kind of like, you're kind of let down. You're like, I thought this was supposed to be like epic. Yeah. And, and sometimes we, I think we forget like it's still a job. Exactly. And I think that that's, that that's the common thing that we're realizing here. It's like, you know, no matter, I've worked a lot commercially more than theatrically. Mm -hmm. So, but even then like being on set, working with DPs and first and second ADs, it's like, Everything seems so glamorous, but it's it's a job and there's a lot of responsibility and there's a lot at stake in a way. And I think that um, we people that aren't in it or that aren't 
And it's also interesting, like, I think that sometimes the less that you work, right? So, like, when jobs are fewer and far in between, so, like, just say you book a job a year, like, every, it, like everything seems so precious. Right. Mm. And then there's so much weight on that one job, like, it's going to be this. And then you sometimes just get there, and it's just, like, not what you expect. You're, like, sitting in a chair in a trailer for, like, mm-hmm. six hours before they even come to you, or whatever, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And that's it's why I think it's so... It's a good lesson, but it's also so important what you were saying about going back to the place where you were doing it for fun. You were doing it because it was just in you to do. And I think know? the second that I looked at it like that, like this is a career. I'm so and I and I and when I say that, you know, I don't put a, a sign of value. I don't mean that I'm not grateful and I'm not like, oh my okay. god, yeah. yay, my dreams are coming true. I definitely feel that. However, I don't make my happiness indicative because a lot of the job that we do, it's it's, it's like, yes, you're booked, you're good enough. Right? Seemingly. Right. Like, no, you're not booked. You're not good enough is what it feels yeah, like sometimes. Yeah. And then yep. being a woman in the yeah. industry and then being a Latina woman on top of that, you there's a lot of things where I feel very misrepresented. Yeah, I'm from the hood. I'm from East LA, but... I'm not the stereotype as much as, but I'm also the stereotype, but we yeah. don't show the other side of, of all the dimensions and colors of what we are as a people, yeah. you know? So that, that was, I remember going into things like that and feeling so disheartened because yeah, I'm from East LA, but I grew up listening to Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire and I loved musical theater yeah. and I like to do English accents and talk like this with my mom and like, but I could also still like fuck around on the street with like all my homies, you know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like, and totally. it wasn't a thing. But yeah. we don't get to see the duality of that. And so I'm like, I remember even when finding my team and figuring out my mom, I lo- oh, I'm so grateful for her. She would always ask me these like prodding questions of like, so you want to be an actress because you want to be famous? And I'd be like, no. She's like, well, that's not a bad thing if that's what you want. But she's like, but you have to figure it out. And so I, I did a lot of soul searching with her at a young age and figuring it that's out. Awesome. And I was like... No, I have a voice. And though I'm not represented on TV, doesn't mean that there's other people that aren't like me. Right. My story is right. important. Right. I think we need to share this, you know? That's awesome. And, and do you find that having a family that you can, that not only can identify what you're going through as you're going through your career, but you can also share pieces of what it's like in, in, in times of heartbreak, you didn't get the role. Cause they can relate. Cause they've also, they're also actors. Oh my gosh. Yes. Even with my mom, you know, like she's, she's an educator. She's a dance teacher, but she's a creative as well, That's you know? Awesome. And I think we, we de- like everybody understands heartbreak. Everybody understands letdown. So it's, For it's sure. you know, but it is really nice to see them and be like, dang, I get it mama. Like you let yourself be so open creatively. Right. And it feels hard hard when someone says no but yeah th- but they're so fired too and they they've done so many things that are independent they're like do it yourself stop I crying. like i love my deal my deal Quetzal. he's like stop crying about it just do it and i'm like you're right you're right <laughs> i love that <laughs> i love that you're like i will go do it i will <laughs> yeah and that's something that we're learning you know like w- the 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 whole mindset of just go do it you know <laughs> you know you're talking about your story isn't represented and in in a time where Technology is way cheaper. Opportunity is seemingly is is be- becoming more and more an opportunity. It's mm-hmm. actually there now, especially with like Disney Plus coming out and all these streaming services. There's really an opportunity to kind of dive in and ha- and run the creative aspect of telling your story. And that's what you know we're kind of committing ourselves to is building our own stories and and writing our own work and and kind of putting it out there. Is that something that you're interested in? Do you write your own stuff? Do you, anything along that line? Yeah. um, I've written a couple different like um, 
episodes for um, something for myself and I'm working on trying to figure out how to get that done and also kind of looking at doing like one woman show I have a lot of things that I want to do yeah. it's right. just about focusing them and doing them of course because then you're also juggling auditions and actually yep. book, being on set and then everything timing else that, yeah. and, and all that goes into just being an adult <laughs> you know yeah I've really been trusting though it's so funny I feel like the more the more connected I get to to source or like this higher space of myself I feel like things just happen in divine order yeah. and I've been having and one of my and I, I do mantras all the time and one of my things is everybody around me wants to help me get to the next space of myself everybody around me wants to see me win our words are spells right. you know yeah. I uh, definitely we've been talking a lot about the power of words and I feel like that words can either build up or tear down. And I think that there's something, I was reading something today that was talking about like um, how a lot of times we get caught up in our past and then Mm. we, we, we kind of think that our past is going to dictate our future. So if you're in that space and all you're focusing on is the past or the things or the struggles of the past, then how are you hoping for a, like a hope for tomorrow or a hope for the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's definitely interesting because I think, you know, whether we're speaking them out loud Mm -hmm. or whether we're speaking them to ourselves, like it just inner monologues. Mm -hmm. I think that there is something about like the power of words and how, what we're telling ourselves every day. So if you're telling yourself, you know, people, people want me to get to the next level. People want to help me. You're kind of just even consciously, subconsciously like, giving people the benefit of the doubt that people are for you, not against you. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I, and it wasn't until I started going to therapy because I know I realized I was living a lot in the past and like yeah. my former self. And I just remember being in a really dark place for a long time. I struggled with depression and anxiety throughout my whole childhood. Mm-hmm. Imagine being a child and an actress and, yeah. feel, and you know, as adults, we feel the pressure, but right. being yeah. a kid and being like, uh, like they, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I gotta get it right. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I and I wasn't until about last year that I decided to like make a leap and go to therapy and actually do it and and instead of living in that space of myself in the past I was like there are triggers what are they how can I clean this out and better understand them and look at them and not be afraid of them because that's the issue yeah. I yeah. think a lot of the time people are so afraid of it that they just they things can be going great and sometimes when things are going so great, you create a problem because you're so used to, well, things are going good. Something's going to go wrong. Right. Let me subconsciously create this problem. Yeah, because it's too good. Exactly. So I think it's about digging deep into that and looking at the past and looking at it and being like, I see you. Yeah. You do not have power over me anymore. I am right here, right now. And right here, right now, nothing is lacking from this moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like hacking yourself. You know, it's, it's, it's look, taking a good hard look and being like, you know what? I know that this is the way that I see it, mm-hmm. but that not might not be the way that it is. And that's so that's such a freeing thing. We are actually literally just talking about self-sabotage on, on the, the way, way here. Oh my. Like you like get, literally. Yeah, it was it's so interesting you talk about where it's Divine like order. It totally yeah, I, <laughs> I was talking to a girlfriend about how um, it's interesting because sometimes we have these just very unhealthy patterns where we are so used to a certain way that when something good comes our way, we don't, we might not even realize that we're like something about that just doesn't feel right on right. us because we're not used to that. So it's like, I got to get this off of me because it doesn't feel right. So you like start doing things to kind of negate or like sabotage yeah. for lack of a better word, yeah. all this goodness that could be coming your way. It's very interesting. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's the lack of communication with ourselves and the people around us. And lately what I've been doing is I'm like, you know, 
I'll say it out loud. If I have an issue with someone, I'm like, hey, right now I'm feeling jealous of you, but I realize that it's not, you know, I, I realize that it's me, but I just feel like I needed to express this to you so that we can move past and I don't ever want you to feel any, anim- I don't want you to ever feel any ambiguity from me. That's what it is and it has nothing to do with you, but I know I'm figuring it out. Girl, this that's is like vulnerability yeah. yes. like to that's the max. Like transparency yeah. to the max. The second I, well, and so I feel like that in and of itself has made my work better. Awesome. We are literally just as actors recreating the human experience. And the first thing I say, if you don't know yourself, baby, you're not going to do justice to anything that you're trying to recreate. hundred percent. No, because you don't, I'm taking this commercial class um, on Tuesday nights and it, like this week was the first week. And one of the things that she's talking about is like, you need to bring you to the work. Yeah. Yep. And if you can't read a script, even if it's like commercial copy, whatever, and ask yourself, well, how would I do this? Or like, what would be not? And I get that sometimes there's character and the character is not like you, but I feel like we're all human. So I think that there's always pieces of us and every Mm -hmm. character that we can anger, jealousy, envy, whatever. Anything human is not foreign to us. No, we're the ones that create these judgments and we're like, "Mm." and I'm not not like that. I'm crazy like that. And it's like, yeah, we all a little jealous. We all a little vindictive. We all a little ugly. We have, we're all capable. Yes, that's yes. pride that tells us I would never do that. Right. And ego trying to judge it. But the truth is we, and and I'm realizing sometimes like us being like, I would never do that. It's like, yeah, you would. You're just mad that that person hasn't figured out why they still do it because you also haven't figured out why you still do right. it. Yeah, it's that's crazy. Right. It's the projection of yeah. uh, a lot of times when I get frustrated with people, I find later if I do the work of, you know, Trying to understand mm-hmm. exactly, uh, I find out later that it's because it's a reflection of the thing that I hate myself, Yo. and hadn't spent any time trying to figure out. And I'm looking at them, going, "They're just the worst." It's and it's because you're familiar with why they're, they're the like, worst, because oh, you feel like you exactly. <laughs> and we're such a huge proponent of of therapy as well. It's really been a game changer. Where it's like, oh, you can understand more about yeah. yourself, and and you can actually make practical small changes every day that equal something better or at least a, a, an understanding of what's happening. What well, you, you said about a year ago, you, you, you took the plunge. Was there something in your life that you were like, I got to do it now. Got to do it. Yeah. I've, it's so funny. Um, me and my mom had always had like a rocky relationship, single parent. So she did the best she could with the yeah. tools that she yeah. had. And I found that I was making her suffer for the last two years and myself and everybody around me Pretty much. because I, you know, because I didn't understand myself and, and I realized yeah. that I had all these feelings that I was suppressing and I didn't know how to move through them. So I, then I was making everybody pay and it was everyone's fault. And I was like, ah, that still doesn't feel right. And I don't know yeah. what it is. And, and I, and I had a breakdown and it, it was, and you know, I've, I was like, I feel suicidal. Yeah. I feel like I don't want to be here. I feel like this doesn't matter. But I know that that's not the truth because I know that I'm so blessed. Yeah. Let me talk to someone. Yeah. I and mean, that's, that's that. what's self-awareness so to go, hey, what I'm feeling is off. There's something that needs to be connected because the yeah. what what I feel, the, the experience that I'm having right now is so different than my circumstances and even the people in my life that it's like, how do you bridge the gap between that? And it's so smart to reach out. And it's such a beautiful thing that there is people that you can reach mm-hmm. out to. And, and, and I wonder I th- too, like, do you feel like, and I don't know for you, but it, it's always been for me the case coming from a Latina family, like, you know, Latin family, whatever. And, and like, Oh, the stigma. Yes. Oh my God. Like yeah. my mom would be like, como que terrible para que. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, and it's like, what are you depressed? It's just, 
It's just like mm-hmm. this. It was like this constant dismissal of like you need to like buck up, buck up constantly. It's like it's just it's such a funny conversation because even when I started like three or three or four years ago mm-hmm. on and off, like I haven't really been super consistent in the last couple of years just cause it's really hard with like a baby to like, you know, we took him a couple of times and I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> this is not, this is more stress than anything. <laughs> but you know, a couple of times my mom, cause she doesn't live here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would Florida, be like, well you, yeah, I was like, can I was Good like, recall. I feel like we should, cause she stays a long time and I love her, but it's also like, it gets real extra with her like here for like two months. Mm-hmm. And so I'd be like, um, I feel like it, when we would get things get really crazy, I'm like, I feel like we, you need to come with me to see Bob. So like Bob is my therapist. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, I feel like you need to come with me. And she's like, para que? Eso no ayuda para nada. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, you know, it's like for people that can't, don't understand. It's like, what do you want to do that for? Like, that doesn't help. Yeah. And it's just like, how do you even judge something? And I feel like in different communities, there's always like a stigma. Like you go to other folks and they're like, oh, like, you know, uh, you know, if you're super hyper spiritual, like they, mm. they totally dismiss therapy because they feel like it's not necessary. All you need is God. Well, so you, and it's like, mm. I, I do both. I'm not, I'm not religious, but I'm very spiritual, but I also do understand that I need to understand my own psychosis in order to tap into that spirituality and cleanse that. I do believe that there are ways to be like, okay, this happened. I understand it. I've dissected it. And like recently I came to a point cause I'm listening to the book, the power of now. Okay, and I'm yeah, like, I've heard of it. I'm like, yo, I think I'm, I think I'm ready to detach from that identity, not yeah. that person who I was because I'm, I love that little girl and poor thing. If, if I would have known better, I would have treated myself better. I didn't yeah, know better. Right. But, but to go back to the stigma of it with me and my mom, I wanted to go to therapy with her when we were 16. Cause I knew something wasn't right there with me and her. Interesting. Yeah. And it just never happened. She was like, well then figure it out. But like, I, you know, I mean, I was 16 and I'm like, okay, how am I going to figure this out? <laughs> and then it wasn't until 10 years later, I yeah. found my therapist and I started going, we started dissecting things. And I just realized I had a lot of like, um, cognitive distortion on what I felt and I didn't have discernment to be like my feelings are valid and no mom like you're wrong like yes you're my mom but like you're not a nice person to me or yes you're my Thea or yes you're my friend but what you but you're are, toxic you're toxic mm. and then and I don't have good boundaries and I'm codependent on you and you're codependent on me and and how am I supposed to be you know it's just like all of these yeah. things that I started to rip layers off and poor thing me and her went through it for a minute right and at first she was very resistant and and I was I was also very persistent in a way that I re- like I can see now was not helpful to the relationship. You were, ze- right. you were zealous. You were excited about what you're learning. You're like, come on. You're like, hey, this this could be the solution, and this is why I feel all oh, this I was anger. Preachy. Yeah, Yo, and it was, and I realize now, like, ever, and, and it was also during the time, like, I shaved my head, so everybody, yeah. and everybody, <laughs> like, she's having her Britney Spears moment. No, everyone, <laughs> everyone was like, they'd call me and they'd be like, "Are you a lesbian? Are you okay?" And I was like, "I can be a lesbian and be okay." Like, it's the <laughs> You're like, (laughs) those are not interchangeable. You're like, first off, you're not, I can't even believe you're focusing on the hair. Yo, yeah. Yeah, that's hilarious. It was a hilarious, so everybody thought that I was like going through a mental breakdown. And I guess essentially I was. I was breaking down the construct that I had, you know, formed my life upon and realized like, oh, this sucks. Like, I'm just trying to be what everyone has projected on me. And I don't know who I am and so right. I'm angry I'm angry but I also realize it's it's my fault like how do I you know yeah so I started I started going and and it was rough for us for a minute and then I finally just surrendered with all the relationships in my life I was like you know what 
can I love everyone enough? Because I'm trying to think, I'm growing, I'm growing, grow with me, grow with me. Right. But can I love you enough to right. just be like... If they never change. If, yeah, and like, I see you yeah. where you're at and I accept you because you're able to accept me in this expansive new space that I'm in. Can mm-hmm. I love you there? The second that I did that, oh my God, the way in which me and my mom speak to each other now, the openness that we have, like the, and not just with her, but all of the relationships in my life has transformed for the better because I feel like... A smile begots a smile. We're yeah. only just mirrors for each other. Yeah. So if I'm telling you, you know what, you made this tea, but it's really hot and I don't like it, you'd be like, ugh. And I'd be like, hey, you know, I was, do you mind if I get an ice cube for the tea? You'd be like, oh my God, girl, yeah, no problem. Yeah, right. totally. It's all, you can say anything you want as long as you come at it with love and understanding because we all just want to be seen and heard. It's true. Totally. You know? And I'm, and it's it's been so nice because I see the transformation that it's made for my family. And it mm. wasn't me trying when I was trying; it wasn't. Working. I feel like it never works. Round peg in a square well, hole. Because you're yeah. almost trying to fix somebody, right. and people don't want to be fixed. No. I, and that, the thing is, we don't need to be fixed. We just yeah. need to be heard. Yeah. Right? And, and that's, that's the huge. beautiful thing about story. That's why I love story so much. It's because people can be can listen to a story and self-identify with whatever that journey is. And then they can recognize things that need to be quote unquote fixed or mm-hmm. realized in themselves or the anger that they're holding on to much quicker than if you were to approach them and be like, hey, you did this wrong. Yeah. You know Very what I mean? interesting. Because it's almost like, sometimes it's like you're kind of removed, but you're not. It's almost like yeah. a trick. It's almost like a backdoor to kind of like seeing like, oh. It's, a, without, it's something like, that unites us all. Stories. Uh-huh. Stories that we tell. Stories that we see. Mm-hmm. Stories that we go watch and you know in live theater and stuff it's like that kind of stuff unites us all and we can look past our own like she can't tell me that she's my daughter i grew her up yo you know yep yep Isn't did that interesting? you did you because you were a child you were a young um, child actress mm-hmm. and then did you take a break at some point and then get back into the biz yeah. or did you just or how was that journey for you? Um, so I had been doing a lot of work from like nine to 16. And then we went through a lot of trauma in my family. Both mm-hmm. my mom is the youngest of three sisters. And one of her sisters passed away from breast cancer at 16 oh, wow. when oh, wow. I was 16. Oh, I was like, she was 16? You, you were, were like, 16? Hey, I was like, how does that work? How's she's like, older? Oh I don't know. How old did your mom have you? Like, like, wow, that's crazy. Same age. Wow. <laughs> she was 16. Or I, she you was, were 16. I was 16 when she passed. And then, and wow. then her other sister passed when I was 19. Mm. And I was just... A lot of loss. Yeah, a lot of loss. And it was just like back to back to back and then my grandma passed in between my great grandma passed in between that and it just it was just like Mm. everything like the construct of but I do I do think that everything happens for a reason and I do these my mom's sisters and she'll tell you herself angels I have never met more beautiful people in my life and I could be biased because they're my tias right but when I tell you like would give the shirt off of their back to a stranger just because they were just they understood what love was they understood Mm. you know they say like the good die young you know like they serve their purpose they they touch the hearts of many and and sometimes the universe is like okay you you gave your gift who's gonna learn 
And yeah. I think it forced us as a right. family to learn and grow together because wow. we are so tight. We love so hard. We've gone through a lot of hardship, but we're like here for each other. And, and that was during the time that I took like off from acting was from like uh, 16 to 23 ish. Okay. 23, 24. And I got back in, um, I'm 26 now. <laughs> I awesome. got back into it yes. again, like a couple of years ago. So what got you back in? What reeled you back in? Well, you should probably never lost it. <laughs> I've, I've, yeah. You know, they some pe- they say some people choose this, and right. some people are chosen. And at the risk of sounding cocky, I, I definitely think I'm one of those people that were chosen. Yeah. There's nothing that I've ever like. I've, I've never not known what I wanted to do, and I know that's very rare for anybody. Right. Yeah. In first grade, my mom, like, you know, she would come to school and like, come on, girl, you need to read if you want to be an actress. Like, I've just always known this is what I wanted yeah. to do. And and it, so I, I, I took a class and it just, I'm telling you, it was like, again, divine order. It was like, okay, well, I'm figuring it out. I went on a couple auditions. I booked American Horror Story by myself. No agent, no representation. Awesome. I was like, and that's when I was like. Like, okay. I was like, the powers that be understand that I have something to say and I don't even know what it is yet because I understand that it's not mine it comes from something much larger than me but if you believe in me I'm going to figure out how to hone it and help as many people as I can with it whatever it is once it discovers me and I, I think that's, that's kind awesome. of how it felt with like mental health advocacy and and just you know the work that I do and everything else so I'm I, I feel like it's I'm starting to try and figure it out you know but yeah. that's I mean it's such a journey though even all of it right because we're always evolving as artists oh gosh, and yeah. as storytellers so and I it think it feels so crazy like something that just hit my my thoughts as we were talking is we are also in a landscape shift in the way that people watch TV and film mm-hmm. yeah. that it's like what was already a crazy environment mm-hmm. has gotten even crazier. And it's like the, 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 yes, there's more opportunity. There's more stuff streaming and stuff like that, but there's also a lot of competition now. There's a lot of, I don't like, believe in competition. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just uh, kidding, but no, yeah, I more, <laughs> more, more people have access, meaning that there's more, there's technically more spots, but there's more people going for them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, the 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 struggle of an actor. Right. There's one job for you, and there's ten that look like you sitting in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's only one you. Yeah, that's right. Bring in your likeness. And that yeah. that's what I was kind of drilling into mm-hmm. is the secret, the quote unquote secret of all this is bring you, your story, your experiences, because ultimately that's going to craft your career, not yeah. someone else's. You know, because we, we, we always laugh whenever we, we hear different stories. And it's like, everyone's story is so different. Yeah. Like, there's not a, take this class, uh, pay this money, get this headshot, and you win. <laughs> right. It's literally, it, it's everything in between. It's, I took headshots with that person, and then I started booking. And then I'm like, okay, well, I took headshots with that person. And, and I no didn't go out ever. Just kidding. It's literally, it's <laughs> so real. unique. To, to your own experience, it's like, how can we ever be so blind to the fact that it comes from our stories? You know what I mean? I think the machine, yeah. speaking of the industry, it, it has a way of making you feel so small and insignificant. Yeah. But if you're not in touch with your artistry and yourself, you'll definitely lose that authenticity of being like, no, nah, but what I have to say matters. Yeah. I went into... Um, I do voiceover acting as well, and I went into a voiceover audition, and it was um, it was an 
you know, usually when you do VOs, like they'll send you the material and then they had yeah. some, it's like a self tape type of situation. You record it and you send it back. Right. But this one, they brought me in and they don't usually do that for voiceover auditions. So yeah. I was like, okay. And my agent was like, you know, we're only bringing in five people. She's like, and I'm bringing you in because you need, like, you got to start getting on it. Like you're so good. Blah, blah. And I'm just like, okay, thank you very much. You know, okay, let's do this. Right. <laughs> like, let's do this. I read the breakdown and it says 15 years old and Caucasian. I'm the only one that's like Brown and in the room. Yeah. And I, a piece of me gets a little insecure and I'm like, no, no, Annie, they brought you because they see you and they like what you can do. No one else can do. It's your right. likeness. Go in there and do it. Well, I hear all these blonde hair, blue eyed women going in the room and they're doing it. Wow. Oh my God. This is like, like really over the top. And I'm yeah. like, that is not how I read this. I'm like, <laughs> am I going to be wrong? And I was like, no, Annie, stick go. to your guns, girl. Yeah. yeah. Stick yeah. to your guns. Trust your gut. And don't, because the truth is casting. No. Uh, think about it. When you thought about your ideal partner or what you wanted some in someone or how you've viewed your life, right? Viewed your life, it's like you're living it and a lot of the things that you thought you wanted or didn't, you got them and you're like, that's not it. And things yeah. change as they go, but you you know. Yes. Right? Yes. So, so I went in there and I did my thing and, and I was, and at the end, she, the casting director ended up hitting up my, my agent and was like, that was the best read that I heard today. That's awesome. Super talented, like good for her, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't about it, the compliment. Thank you very much for the compliment. Mm -hmm. But it was more so about me being like, own your shit. Yeah. yeah. Like own it because like no one has your likeness. Right. There can be a million girls that look like you, but it's not even about that. Right. It's about you, mama. Like you got it. Like everything has been leading up to this moment of you just stepping in your power because we we often assume, you know, like, oh, she's pretty, like her pretty, like then maybe I'm not the prettiest one, but it's like, no, because I yeah. shine, you shine. My light is not here to frighten you. And if it frightens you, check in with that because that's not me, baby. That's you. Yeah. Like yeah. I want to see you win. I think you're so so fire so I go throughout the world with that I'm like I refute by me letting my light shine I'm unconsciously allowing others to do the same I refuse yeah. to think that there is competition when there's also like I love that. it's also uh, like the mindset because there are some people that are like I want my light to shine but I want to dim yours there, there then, is then that's like not that. then that's not it they don't want their light to shine that's right. and that's the truth yes because that's not that's not light that's yeah. that's that's ugly that's ugly and, and it feels ugly you and know what i mean it go, yeah even and goes it, back to the yeah. like the thought that hurt people hurt people you know it's like if you ain't checking with yourself if you're not going to therapy mm -hmm. you might not know that you are trying to dim other people out you know what i mean like one of my favorite um uh, like analogies mm -hmm. is if you're ever crab fishing um, I'm from the South, so I know, I familiar with it. Um, <laughs> the, you don't actually have to put a lid. When you catch crab, you can put them in a bucket. You don't have to put a lid on that bucket. Oh, because they pull each themselves down. They pull each other down. The moment that someone tries to get out of the bucket, they don't help. They don't push each other out, which they totally could, and mm -hmm. all of them could get out. They pull each other down, and it's like, it's the battle of trying not to be that crab, but rather be the one that says, you know what, you, you got a good thing going. I want to see you succeed. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you're, what you're saying is it's like seeing other people to success, if you are secure in who you are and what you bring to the table, that's not going to challenge how you feel about yourself. Yeah. Like my aunt always says, lo que es para ti, nadie te lo quita. Yep. And yep. I think it's like, if what it's for, what's for you, nobody no can take from you. Yep. Yeah. And it's like, it's true. I think that if we really trusted that more, I think there would be less... Like when we're yeah. in the room, and then you're like yeah. mad dogging everybody, and then people are <laughs> mad, mad dogging dog. you, and you're like, hey, and they're just like, 
Yo, let me tell you, that is never, even as a child actor, like, it was never my nature. Like, I'd leave the room and I'd be like, like, I remember one girl was like, I don't understand what they mean by this. And I was like, you should say it like this because they did it. Like, it was never, yeah. because I can tell you, I can give you a line read and tell you how to say everything and blah, blah, blah. You're still not going to say it like me. Right. Yeah. I'm my own person. You're going to say it like you, but but me helping you doesn't doesn't take away from me. Like, and, I'm and your work. Yeah. And what, but I, and I say all that and I don't mean to, because sometimes it can sound judgmental. Like, oh, you think that way? I, I remember as a kid, I would be around a lot of people who were snarky and knew how to do really good comebacks and were swift. And that oh, was yeah. never my nature. I've, I've, I've never been jealous. I've never been vindictive in that way. Uh, when people would hurt me, I would always go to, why would you do that? Like, I'd cry. I was a, I'm very sensitive. Mm. Yeah. And I remember as a kid thinking, I can't wait till I can tell someone off and da-da-da-da. And I can't wait till I can <laughs> hurt them, right? And get this and learn this, these worldly ways. And I didn't know any better. And it wasn't until I was in Joshua Tree by myself and had that silence. I It just hit me and I started laughing. And I was like, I learned all of these things that don't serve me and yet, and hurt everyone around me, and yeah. including myself, that is so funny when I had it all to begin with. Like the purity, like that's the yeah. truth. Being able to tell a homegirl, like I'm a little jealous of you right now, but I know it's not of you. It's just, I wish I had that opportunity. I just felt like I needed to say it. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I'm so sorry if that hurts you that I feel this way, but it's hard for me to celebrate you right now. Imagine if yeah. we all just walked around being that transparent. We would never have this like, I think she likes me, but she doesn't. And like, right. yeah, that, that's this girl. Or is she see. really happy for me? Or like, the mind it doesn't reading. seem like she's really congratu yeah. like celebrating with me. And, and a lot of times I think that even in that, some people aren't. Some people aren't mm -hmm. celebrating with you. Right. Like they're kind of like secretly hating when I think they, you know, there's this like, um, when you bring something to light, where there's light, there's no darkness. Mm -hmm. So like when you're, when, when you bring something to the light, even if it's your ugliness of like that thought of yeah. like to think like uh like right now it's like whatever like your your opinion is like well, why don't i have that opportunity or what it's like even when you just like acknowledge it acknowledge <laughs> it you don't you take its power away right yep yeah you're not ruled yep. by it anymore because you see you're you're hacking yourself you see your your pitfall and you're like oh that jealousy is only poisoning me I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, I know what he's going to say. And you might be right, but you also might be wrong. So I'm going to say it anyways. DJI Pocket Osmo. The DJI Pocket Osmo is the solution to all of your needs. I mean, literally. Like you're talking about eating? Pocket Osmo. You're talking about sleeping? Pocket Osmo. <laughs> I just looked at Nan and she's looked at me like I'm crazy. But the truth is, is my life has been taken over by this awesome, awesome camera. And I would love nothing more for you, the listener, to get $80 off. That is what's happening right now. DJI is giving us a promotion and it's $80 freaking dollars for free back in your bank account and you would be paying that towards the pocket osmo because it's so awesome but right now for a limited time you can log on to noby like com forward slash dji to receive 80 dollars off of a 350 dollar product you do the math i'm talking 280 that's what i'm saying 280 do you want to pay that i do wait did i do the math wrong 
270. <laughs> I did the math wrong. $80 off, not 70. 270 for a $350 4K 3-axis gimbal camera. Get on it. It's not actually affecting anything else, but I'm getting worse. I'm getting sadder. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hard thing to realize. Have you not had someone outside of yourself to help? That's why we freaking love therapy because it's like, you can see things, even in our marriage, I can see things now clearly about myself that I would have never had I not been married to this wonderful woman. You know what I mean? Like, Mm. had I not, had I not been married to her (laughs) and like on a, on a silly note, you know, like she, she is very like attention to detail and she's really good at that. I'm not Mm -hmm. something that I didn't realize is that I'm not. So like, it's so funny because like, I'll just like kick my shoes off and leave them wherever. And then I realize the value in taking care of the things that you have whenever she's like, Hey, that's like, why is it in the middle of the (laughs) the walkway? And you're just kind of kicking them off. And, uh, and so that kind of bleeds together. And that's the beautiful thing of relationships. And I think Mm -hmm. if you can live your life being, being open and honest and, um, and like you're saying, like, bringing to light the things that you're feeling with someone who you trust, yeah. who, who understands, you know, you as well. I think that's such a, a wonderful thing that relationships can provide that you cannot do just by yourself. Because you don't get to experience yourself by yourself. Right. We, yeah. we are the best liars, not to anyone else, to ourselves. Totally. We, I didn't even realize how Girl. much I was lying to myself. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm great. And everybody doesn't know any better and it's fine they need help like they, crazy. right and the second i was like uh, i was like oh girl you talking about yourself that's crazy <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> right? so as far as like the because pro- i want to like know more about like what are you excited about like projects that you've done like roles like these opportunities that you're part of these new shows that like especially with like all these shows that are like you know really big for latinos and stuff and like it's just I feel like there's like a lot of stuff just popping up and and like how do you feel to be like a part of that and what do you feel like just you know what I'm saying oh my gosh I feel so honored and overwhelmed um I mean I've I've just feel so fortunate to be working in general to be able to pay my bills off of you know the gifts that I have and doing something that I love right but even more than that to be able to work on on Hentified this first season Oh my gosh. I am so excited for this story, this conversation to start about gentrification and hentification in the community. I'm born and raised in East LA. So I was going to say, you have, you have no idea how personal this project was for me. Mm. It was literally a block away from where my dad's house was like, or is, um, like I went to elementary school, like two miles up the street from like the hammer studios that we were shooting at. Like, it just was like one of the, the craziest experiences. And then the, the part that I get to play Stanford grad college educated from the hood, like fully rooted into where she is and wants to give back to the community and is with um, this guy who is a good guy, but just can't seem to get his stuff together. And he's figuring it out and yeah. she loves him. And it helped me find a lot of this role in particular, helped me find a lot of healing with the relationship that I had with my mom and my dad. Mm. I didn't grow up with either of them, with both of them in the household. Yeah. And I remember I condemned my mom a lot for things that she did being a single parent. And, yeah. and you know, I condemned my dad a lot yeah. for all these things too. And, 
And when you're coming at a role, and it, the role that I was playing very much reminded me, my mom's a teacher, mm. again, works in East LA, and wow. she's an advocate for the arts, and so right now she works as an itinerant where she teaches dance to a um, bunch of inner, inner city no kids. No way. Oh my God, my mom is, and she's a great teacher. Awesome. And a beautiful mom, too. I mean, I know I've been like, you know, saying all that. <laughs> no, like, girl, yeah. trust me, like, I get it, because my mom and I have had a very tumultuous relationship pretty much my whole, like, life. Mm-hmm. But I think now as, like, as I've gotten older and... I have my own son now. It's like, I get what you're saying. It's like, you you have these opinions and you have the, this truth that was very much real. Yeah. But that doesn't take away from the fact that like, there's still beautiful, strong women that like did the best they could. Yes. Yeah. Yo, through doing that role, because it reminded me so much of my mom, a piece of me was like, Ugh. and then I was like, Annie, you're not going to do it justice if you're judging the role. Like if you're yeah. judging the character, like look at it from human eyes, like for real, for real. And then when mm. I finally did, I was like, there were so many cathartic experiences where I just was like, oh, like crying for me and for what I saw she went through yeah. whilst right. living in this, in this hentified world. And I, what I'm so excited for is is the story and the character that I get to play. We don't get to see that on TV. We don't get to see ourselves as professors. We don't get to see ourselves as educated, but also still connected to our roots. It's like either we're educated and we're trying to deny everything and everywhere we came from right like right. yes but you know this is where i am now it's like now nah, like i she's, moved to new york now and i, I and i don't want anything to that's do not with part all. of me anymore yes. or whatever exactly and that's the beautiful thing even kind of circling back about story it's like you got to participate in this beautifully written and and wonderfully told story that then reminded you and showed you a glimpse of what your mom went through that you would have never seen because of the relationship that you have is the show a awesome. play off of like what's happening today, like with gentrification, like mm-hmm. in the areas of like, you know, where you're like, you, you read these stories about like the, you know, the communities, like people buying all this property to like buy homes. And mm-hmm. then like people that have lived in these communities for 20 plus years are getting like, kind of like booted out. Displaced, and, yeah. And is that kind of what the, is there like premise. that premise of the show or yeah so it it's very much it, it does it talks about a bunch of things and to me what it feels like it feels like a very big coming of age story for everybody involved it's it's um a story centered around these three cousins and their grandpa owns this taco shop and the taco shop is going is going down and they're trying to figure out how to keep it afloat and then deal with the things that are going on in their separate life and it does show what, what gentrification is doing to the neighborhood and then even more so like yes gentrification but also like we got all this other shit to worry about and now you're telling me you're trying to kick us out of our own neighborhood yeah. like are right. you joking me and then and then furthermore they talk about hentification so hentification you know like me hente my people right of course uh-huh. it's like me for instance so i'm born and raised in east la i don't live there anymore i live in the valley uh-huh. i do i mean i would hope one day i would be able to make enough money to buy a home out there I would essentially be a hentifier because I would be buying a piece of property and possibly displacing a family for, you know, and, and it's, and I think what they're trying to do in my opinion is, is create the conversation. Cause it's like, what is right? What is wrong? And, 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 and people will tell me, you know, like it, I understand gentrification. It's not good, but it's almost like, is it inevitable? What do we do? Uh, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. I've Let's read like so many it. things about it. Well, yes. because, you know, back in the day, East LA used to be predominantly white. It was Jewish. You go to the cemetery over there, you see a lot of Jewish yeah. names. And mm-hmm. then white flight happened and everybody moved up to Northridge and out to the West and out there. And then all the Latinos came down. And now, and, and, and they talk about how 
in the areas then when a bunch of brown people came in, police stopped policing. So the economy of these of these areas went down. Well, now that the economy of these areas go down, people with money who are predominantly young and Caucasian and you know what I mean and have you know they they come in and they buy up and and they fix up and now now the price to live out there is even more expensive than it was it is to live in downtown LA. And it's crazy. It just, it's 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 like that. It's like okay, so like, but you know we also were a migrating people back in the day. All of us, not just like Latinos, but all of us back in the day we would be like okay where's their land and food we're gonna move there we don't do that anymore how do we figure out a common ground how do we make people feel safe in their own neighborhoods how do we what like what what is the right way this i feel like this is a conversation started and again talking about storytelling yeah i love it because it may be one thousand percent wrong it may be one thousand percent right it may be in the middle however if you disagree please create another piece of work that combats this let's fucking talk yeah. or you know what like that. yeah like you and that's the thing that i think that like you know, I read this like meme or something today, which again, I'm not like, you know, the show is like for entertainment, but I think there was something powerful about what it was saying. It was something along the lines of like, um, we've stopped talking about, like basically it's like people have stopped talking about like, they they talked about religion and politics because I feel like those are very hot topic issues. Mm -hmm. And instead of, instead of saying, we don't want to talk about this, People, it's basically saying like what we should be doing is learning how to have civil conversations about yes. them. Right. And ultimately, I think that there's something about what's happening. And I don't know. I, I feel like nothing new is under the sun. I feel like it just looks different. Yeah. I feel like there's there's just things that are recycled. But there's like I always made a joke like shit that I was wearing in the '90s. Like because I'm back. I'm a lot older than you, but yes, it's like it's back. It looks a little different. It looks a little bit more hip, yeah. but it's still like the idea of it. And I yeah. think things come about you know where i grew up it's like we i took him we went to go get some nicaraguan food like uh nearby where i grew up my eyes have been opened and yeah he was like let me get it's that so gallo good. pinto and it's so um it's funny because we drove by where i grew up in like a duplex that my parents were renting like a guest house in the back that was like one bedroom but you can see that it's like it's so changed and it's just the little market is now closed and you you do see like some like you know, a couple of hipsters here and there. And, and, but it's interesting because there's still some Latin families that are there. Yeah. But all that to say, I think that it's interesting when you look at just um, how I was saying, I think coming back to like, I don't think that there's anything new under the sun. I feel like, I feel like though these seems like new problems of like people not being able to have conversations. I just think that because there's such an emphasis on like what social media is and there's such mm-hmm. an yeah. overabundance of like, really what you're seeing because of algorithms and like what's on your feed because of right. who you're following. So there's yeah. narratives that it's are an constantly. echo chamber. Yeah. It, f- it feeds you what you either love to hear or hate to hear. Yeah. And, and I so think it just that I l- solidifies your point of view on things. I'm just like, rather than having an open mind. Conversations you know? aren't being had anymore. It, two people can't have a conversation about like agree to disagree. It's either like, it's this hard line. And I think that it doesn't, how do we, how what are we all going to go live on separate planets or separate like communes <laughs> like that's just you and the people that you like are in agreement with i just i think we've lost the art of that i feel like there's something about that where i think that that's where kind of stories can break those lines because for some reason I think people kind of they're not as offended sometimes because they totally. don't feel like they're personally being attacked totally. yeah. so they can watch a story and kind of be like hmm versus 
And then now it's like, okay, well, let's have a conversation about this. Yeah. yeah and I think the way in which this, uh, this show approaches a lot of these, you know, heavy topics is from a very human standpoint. It's like, yeah. it's like even, you know, think about, especially in the Latino communities, I don't know, I, you know, obviously I can't speak from any other perspective, right? But my own, but in, in a lot of that, it's like, we can be going through the hardest times yet. We'll make a joke. Like, I'm like, you know, like there was some, like, at the funeral, like there was some funny shit that happened. And I remember like we were laughing hard and we're like, this yeah. is not appropriate. Right. However, it's like, it's human. It's right. real. Like nothing happens linear. You know, we are mm-hmm. not, we are not linear beings. Exactly. Is the truth. And mm-hmm. so I think, I think what this show has, it's a level of humanity. And I think, uh, especially cause there's a bunch of brown faces that we've never seen on the screen before that are bringing something different and showing like, Hey, we are a people too. We're not just the face, the face fillers, like the ethnic checkbox that you need like we're not just the janitor in the building or yeah. the landlord that has a couple lines but no real fully bodied and human yeah. character you know right. do you feel like as far as like the cast goes and I'd be curious because I definitely want to watch the show and you know and um I find that for me it, this has been my career because I've been in this industry for kind of a long time but kind of in and out of it mm. um I always found that for me like as a Latina that like I never quite like they're like oh but you have green eyes like I don't like there's this like weird thing quite. where I'm not like quite Latina enough uh-huh. but then I'm also not because I'm full like my parents are 100% Nicaraguan like I'm I have light eyes I, there must be some Spaniard blood in there somewhere because <laughs> my grandpa had blonde hair and blue eyes uh-huh. but like did not speak a lick of English and so I always so I'm you know I'm, I'm curious to see like how like even with like the Latinos coming out is it like is there like a diversity in even like how Latinos look and an actor, you know what I mean? Like within oh, the different shows. Yeah, definitely. Which is awesome because I feel like, like I had a, a, uh, agents tell me like, you should go get brown contacts. Like you'll probably work more like years ago, like 10 years ago. What? And I'm like, and I actually went and got them and they are, they were like Painful. awful. Like, no, they were just awful. They didn't even look brown. They look like mustard, <laughs> like an awful, like they weren't even brown. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I'm not wearing these. Yeah. And so it's funny because I just sometimes find that that has been my experience. And I know that that's not the case for everybody, but it's almost like they don't know what box to put you in because you're, you're brown, but you're kind of light and then you have light eyes and your features are kind of different. So I don't know. Well, that's how I felt in trying to brand myself. I mean, like I'm brown, but I didn't grow up speaking Spanish. I'm fourth generation here. I didn't learn how to speak Spanish until I was maybe about 18, 19. And I'm, and I speak like bocha Spanish. Like it's broken up as a mother. (laughs) Like, Uh, like, and, and, and I'm, I'm Latina, but I also like, it's so funny in school. I didn't grow up hanging out with, like all the Latino kids I just didn't we just didn't I just didn't identify with them in the same way because I was so Americanized and I remember even growing up like so like I I I identify with that in a completely different way because I was like like I can do these roles but I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna I know this is not this is not my niche like this isn't it you know Mm -hmm. and uh but in this show, I think they do have, they, there's a lot of different things represented in this one. Like we have um, a beautiful Dominican girl, one of my homegirls, Julissa Calderon. She's like that's awesome. fire human and a badass actress. Everybody on this show brings something different and a different perspective of what Latinos look like and how colorful and beautiful we yeah, are. And, it's so, and yeah, I love that. And kind know? of circling back to the beginning of the convo where you're talking about, hey, we see the, we see the, um, uh, what is that term for the stereotype? Mm-hmm. We, we often see that represented, but you're filling in the color, yeah. right? With all all the other pieces that that make up 
a human experience. Yes. And that's such, that's so exciting to see. When does this show, has this show already been released? Is it coming out soon? No, I, I don't know. No one will tell us. You know what? You're like, come on, guys. Isn't that the worst? I don't know. I feel, I mean, I hope it'll come out sometime in the beginning of next year. However, you can add it to your watch list on Netflix already, which awesome. is okay, so that's cool. amazing. That's exciting. That's amazing. That means it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Like, it, it is made. I'm so it excited is, for you. Oh my, I am so excited for, for everyone, for everyone just to see it and yeah. finally see themselves because you cannot become what you don't see you know what i mean it's, yeah and, and, and you can but it's so much harder i grew up identifying with bet midler and barbara yeah. streisand i didn't and, and my mom never instilled in me like we're latin you know it's gonna be harder for us and this is how we work she was just like just do a thing and i remember being like bet midler's latina right like she sings like me yeah. we dance and my mom's like she's, she's got the same spirit <laughs> she's so yeah. nice yeah she's like a uh, girl she's jewish and i'm like for real i'm like that's my tia though tia bet what you yeah. mean but I love that. But that also didn't hold you back. Do you feel like that mentality of your mom never not saying that to you was a service or a disservice? I think it was a service um, for me at the time because, you know, ignorance is bliss. I just, totally. I didn't know any better. And so I was walking through the world, you know, like being like, well, I don't care. Like, whatever. I, but I, with that also being said, I didn't really embrace being a Mexican-American, a Chicana woman until I went to community college and started taking Chicano studies classes. I used to want to shy away from being yeah. Mexican because there's a book called Anything But a Mexican, right? Especially in like, you know, the United States. Yeah. Being Mexican Oh, it was like you're the cleaner, you're the cook, you're the babysitter, you're this, you're Puerto Rican. Ooh, you're you're it. You know, like it was it was like everything else was exotified, but not being Mexican. For, for that was the experience that yeah. I went through growing up. Mm. You know, and isn't that so crazy? It is. But now, bro, when I when I finally went to take Chicano studies class, I found out Aztecs were the first ones that did open heart surgery. I'm like, oh yeah, Aztecs oh we're lit. Aztecs are. Baller. I was like, they oh, we invented crazy. the number zero tight. We're smart as hell. <laughs> Suck it. Like, go away. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> Their because warriors were intense, whoa. too. I was like, it was so funny how, like, growing up, because I'm first generation and you're fourth. Mm -hmm. So it's like, when I was growing up, I wanted... When I would, when, so I was in San Bernardino, right? Mm. So there wasn't a lot of like Nicaraguans. It was all like either white or like some black and then some like Asians and what, whatever else. But it was funny because I wanted to, and then when I got to junior high, it was very either Mexican or black. It was mm -hmm. like the school I went to was very like uh, polarized kind of like, mm. there was like a lot of rights and stuff like that. Mm. And for me, it was like, nobody knew what like, Nicaraguan was. They're like, nigga, what? 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 And I'm like, Nicaraguan. Like, Nika, and they're like, where is that? And so I was trying to convince my parents that, no, we're Mexican. You see this history book right here? Like, basically, this is us. Porque I, there's the, like, mestizos, and there's, like, this, and the Spaniards mixed. I'm like, and then my mom's like, we're not. We're Nicaraguan. And even within, like, the different cultures, like, because all my friends were Mexican. Mm -hmm. Like, Mexican-American. Mm -hmm. Like, their parents... They didn't speak any Spanish. Mm -hmm. Like I was the only one that spoke Spanish, like very much like Mexican American and like their, their moms, moms, like, you know, it was, it was a very interesting dynamic because I grew up with both my parents and they're still married now, but they're, Aww. they're crazy, but like <laughs> they're married. And, but like, you know, a lot of my friends didn't grow up in single family homes and you know, my mom, it was just very interesting because when I was growing up, I was always like a fan for like the underdog. And I don't mean that in like a condescending way. I just was like, 
there was just such animosity. I'm like, I don't want you hanging out with those cholas. Like you're, you know, you, you know, you're going to get, because a lot of them were pregnant in junior high. And it was, I think that was mm. my mom's biggest fear coming mm. from another country to the States that her daughters were going to go get pregnant in junior high. And that's not what you do. And you go to school to be a doctor, a lawyer, an attorney. Yeah. And it was very mm. much like, I, I was like, girl, I was all chulled out, but I was like in honors classes. Yeah, crunchy like, hair. You know, I had like the crunchy hair. I was like oh. trying to pretend like I was like, I'll go fuck her up. Like, I'll go fight her. I'll go fight him. Hey. Like, I got all my friends. Like, I was like being somebody that I totally just, but that was like. She that, tells my, me stories sometimes. I'm like, what, you know, because I only know her. At, we've we've been married for three years and uh, we've been you know, that's such a small part of her life. So whenever she tells me these stories, I'm like, who are you? Or he sees pictures when I was yeah. like in junior high or it's whatever. Amazing. But oh it was just, gosh. it was this very much thing. Like kind of, to she's going to put up a picture in the, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. right? if you you're a Patreon watch. supporter, then you, you, you better, get, you better, yeah, you better um, <laughs> sponsor you for that. But, but it's one of those things where my mom would be like, like, she had the stigma against like my Mexican friends that they were less than or like, and it was, I didn't understand that. I'm like, what do you, and like my aunts, because they were always like, get out of the sun, like stay out of the sun so that I wasn't so dark or, you know, and then I went through this like weird phase where I wanted to be white because like all my pretty blonde friends and I would put sun in my hair and I just wanted to be like not tan and I wanted to do my hair like I went through too I was Kelly Kapowski from Saved by the Bell girl I remember (laughs) I would like try not to be in the sun as well and I'm brown like you look at me like I look brown like I'm brown as hell but back then I was like I would try to be like I like the snow white look like the dark hair the light skin and it was just like oh mama no you're so beautiful the way you are embrace it yeah it's, it's a really weird and I would always like hear my family talking because my mom has 10 brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and I'm like I don't understand and, and this was at the time so mm-hmm. at the time I'm like younger and I'm kind of just like I have a mouth and I'm like I don't understand what any of you guys are even talking about right now because we're all Latinos like Mexican whether it's like from Nicaragua or because I have some family in Florida that they're Cuban and I'm like at the end of the day at the time I was just like because what I experienced a lot of racism growing up and having people say things to me, which was weird because I would have white people calling me, like, tell me, tell me to go back to Mexico. And I'm like, what? The fuck? Like, I ain't even from, whatever. And then I'd have, like, you know, or if I, people heard me speaking Spanish in LA, which is like, this is one of the most diverse cities in the world. Like, why are you calling me, like, a spick telling me to shut the fuck up and, like, quit, go speak your language somewhere else? Mm. And I'm like, damn, like, what's it like in, like, the Midwest, like, where it's, like, you know, predominantly white, like, we're in a, like, if you're in LA, you're going to see so many colors of the rainbow, but, and you're, and I've experienced racism, like, that, on that level. Well, I think what it is, again, it goes back to storytelling, if we, and if we are not represented in, think about it, a lot of the stories that have been told about us, we've been taught about who we are through the system, the system is made, is the construct of the system has been made on what? The basis of white men. Right. You know, the colonization. We we don't get to see ourselves reflected in history books. It's most if you look at them back in you know, it's it's like there's like little sections about the act. There's little sections unless you take an African American history class in high school or a Chicano studies history class. And even that, all of those books, we don't get to experience ourselves through ourselves. So we are not ever really getting the truth of what that is. However, I think that you said there's a paradigm shift, things are changing where people we are now being 
not given, fuck that. We're taking these opportunities that have been owed to us because we deserve to have our stories told so that we can see ourselves through our eyes represented in this most authentic form. And, and, and you know, and, and a bunch of stories will come out. And it's not taking stories away from anyone else. We're just adding more well, to the It shouldn't pot. be anyway. Yeah. It shouldn't be. That's crazy. And it, I think... It should be an ad. It, it should, should be, be an ad. Because sure. even with my aunts, I'm like, you guys are stupid. Like, seriously, you guys are talking shit about like other like Latino like you realize that to the majority of the people that don't get us we're all the same and the truth is like we're we're going at each other everybody already already coming at us that's we what gotta I'm saying. look at each other and be like mama I see you like we're here like and I see you and they and don't girl, yeah. I see you okay you are Latina AF and I fucking see you yeah <laughs> and that's where I never got it and I didn't even this was years ago before all this stuff mm-hmm. I even then I felt like I don't get what you're doing mm-hmm. because yeah. if I'm being told this by this by these people, you do realize that like they're looking at you too with your heavy ass accent. No, what are you talking about? And they're looking at you like you ain't white. Like you're trying to like whiten yourself up and like I'm better than like those people referring to other Latinos. Yeah. And I'm like, well, how is this even helping anybody? Like it's not helping anybody at all. Yeah. Like you're literally, it's almost kind of like, I think when you're, tr- when you try to right a wrong by like then okay so like if if that's what was happening right if you had like a certain subset of people that were like trying to oppress or trying to like talk shit to you and but then you're like well instead of realizing that that's wrong i'm now going to try to be like you Mm. versus like be who i am and then rise above as me Mm -hmm. like you know and, and and even then like you know, sometimes I feel like even what's going on with like the whole like women and men stuff, I feel like we need to be embracing like both sexes and like being like our own strengths versus like tearing somebody down. Cause what's the point in tearing anybody down? Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. was done to us for so long. Why are we not going to tear people down? And we, like you said, like, why do I need to sh- dim your light so my light can shine bright? Mm. Everybody's light can be shining bright. It, it's shine just, bright like a diamond. It's just this crazy <laughs> yeah. thing that I, it's yeah. just, it's this conversation that I feel like it isn't being had. And I feel like even when I have it with my own family members today, I'm like, I just don't get it. I just, yeah. I don't get it. Like, why are we talking still? Like, I don't even know. Like, we're all like, you I know. think, uh, you know, I've, I've been all about the circles tonight, but it kind of feels like a, a throwback to what we were saying earlier, where if you're, if, if you're talking about someone who is spreading hate themselves, it's like, mm-hmm. there's something that's untapped in them. Exactly. And it, we, you know? mm-hmm. I think it's, it's the amount of ego that we have attached yeah. to these ideas and the yeah. fear of being wrong. It makes the ego feel like it's dying, but that's not the, and, and ego should be dead. Ego, right. We do not need ego. No, no think, girl, it helps I, nobody. And That's I think right. we have like different, like the wrong terms. It's like, you can be, have confidence totally. without ego. Totally. I am confident 100%. as a mother effer. I, I try my hardest to let go of my ego. And I think that's why I have so much transparency right. because I'm like, if I can't take someone telling me out of the greater good of our relationship, like, Hey, that was an ugly trait you had. I'm like, oh, my bad. Okay, I'm gonna work on that because I don't want to. I don't want to have that. Right. I don't want to yeah. like you know. So I, I, it. But you know what? I think it starts here and it starts right now. It's us having this open space of these conversations of these uncomfortable topics and yeah. and talking about the truths of them and understanding that yeah. that doesn't. It is the truth right now and the truths that we've been through. However, we can create a new narrative. That's right. We can yes. be the change right now. And in coming from love, you know, I hear things certain that my certain family members say, and, and sometimes I'm like, 
I'm not going to argue with you because you're not going to hear it. However, yeah. I'm going to love you so hard. And like, and I, I do some that. of that. <laughs> I'm like, I like to be like, I just don't even go over anymore. But I, yes. <laughs> no, but I, because I realized I'm like, damn, I love these people. Yeah. You just don't know how to love yourself. And I'm like, and I get that. I totally get that. I was in a relationship and we broke up because I thought he needed to give me all these things. And I realized the best thing that he ever gave me was not giving them to yeah. me because it forced me to give it to myself. It yeah. forced love me to look that. inward. And, and I'm just like, now I'm like, yo, I'm about to be a whole ass person out here in these streets. <laughs> like people don't even know what that feels like. And I, oh, yeah. and, and how dare I rob them of that experience by telling them that they're wrong and that they need to do this. No, we are all smart enough and we have the wherewithal. It's just about holding space. Because think about it. Sometimes I love that. When we go on, when we go on our own tangents, right? And like, yeah. we'll be foaming at the mouth and you're saying, you're saying this. And then someone calmly is like, well, why do you believe that? And you're like, well, because, because of this. And it's like, well, why do you believe that? And then you get deeper and deeper and you're like, because oh. someone told me. Yeah. And then you're like, yes. And then you're like, and th and someone who allows the space will be like, hmm, how do you feel about that? And you're like, well, I don't think I like it. Yeah. Oh, well, that's something to think about. I'm not telling you you're wrong or right. Mull that over on your own. I guarantee you more often than not, you allowed space for them because we know, we already know we're all so smart as a species. Yeah. We're the ones that get convoluted again with the ways of the world and thinking we need to yeah. conform to society and, and the norm. But norm is only what, what we've, what we've yeah. created that pattern to be. Well, and also to like our, our individual like experiences and like the things that have like been our security. Yeah. Because it's funny, like even, you know, I've kind of talked to Kaylin about this before where it's like, we've talked about this where it's like, you know, we're, we grew up, girl, we could not have grown up more different than, like, we are so, I'm, like, just so different. And um, it's funny because we've had conversations that I don't particularly like to, I don't like talking about politics, I don't like talking about this, that, or the other. And I think that just growing up, like, we've, I've had very strong, like, kind of like how you said, where it's like, well, why do you think that? Well, whatever, like, what are you even talking about? Of course that this makes the most sense. It's like, you don't really even have a concrete answer. And we've had some like really long, long conversations about certain I'm topics. I'm a big talker. I like talking. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't need to be talking about this right now, Preston. And at the and then yeah, it's like, Preston. and it's like when I'm, when I'm in, when I'm really sitting with myself and holding space to like really the conversation, mm -hmm. I think that that's even part of like being in relationships that can challenge you in a good way where mm -hmm. it's done in love because he's very gracious. I'm like, you know, kind of a little bit of a hothead and a little <laughs> fire. So, um, so I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, no, I hear what you're saying. I guess that makes sense. So like then what's the, you know what I mean? But there's now a conversation it's an, and it's, there's mm. a shift. But I, one of the things that we've talked about is like, if we who love each other, we made a baby, we have a baby, cannot even, I realized this for myself. It was a very like big like wake up moment where it's like, if we can't even have a conversation about things that we vehemently disagree on, or maybe we don't disagree as much as we think that we do, mm -hmm. but it's just because the way that we're communicating it, or we're not really understanding or seeking to understand, yes, then I feel like how do we? How are strangers going to do it? That what you just said. We don't speak to seek to under. We don't. We don't have conversations yeah. to seek to understand. I realize people don't listen. 
Totally. No one listens. Like, no one. And, and, and it's because we haven't been taught to listen. What we've right. been taught to is to have a conversation to combat. So you can hear my point of view. Debate right. it and be like, okay, come back. I got my comeback. And right. I didn't realize it until I realized it in myself. And yeah. I've been having conversation with friends and even my mom. And, and we'll talk about things. And I've really been making it a point to listen. Because I'm yeah. like, I think that's a lot of the reason why I don't like or, or feel animosity or this, that, and the other. Because I'm not really listening. Yeah. And but isn't that like the first thing that they teach like in acting it's like to really listen yeah isn't that yeah. funny Meisner just repeat yeah like I like bored you like bored you're listening yeah. to everything <laughs> that they're saying I it's look bored <laughs> I look bored I look bored no you look bored I look bored it's just like but even then when you first because so I did Meisner too but yeah. when I first did it I was like let me let me let, let me show you the moment. let me show yeah. you let me show you the moment <laughs> that's not the moment this is the moment right ego yes. all it is is yes. ego yes. we don't yes. listen why because ego because what if we're wrong Ma- right. what if you're what if you're wrong? What if you're God wrong forbid. and you get and you would accept it and you get your ego out of the way and then you get a download and you're like, oh snap, I got new ways of being right. Because we think of wrong as like we like we are wrong as as now right. I'm wrong about this thing yeah. and now I'm just a wrong person. Like I'm yeah. walking around and everybody sees the W or the L on my forehead, right? Yeah. But the truth is like that idea was wrong and that's okay and you're never gonna learn unless you mess up. Right. We're so yeah. afraid to make mistakes. But it's also how do you evolve if you're not learning and you're always right? Listen, the, the oh, let me tell you a little thing, right? So I'm, I'm in Joshua Tree. I'm listening to The Power of Now. And he's talking about the difference of, of being and presence. And being is just being. But he said presence is consciousness being conscious of itself. I am like, what in the mother of pearl? I pause it and I'm trying to call all my friends, family, like to say, please help me explain what this means. Consciousness being conscious. What does that even mean, right? And I'm going crazy. And so two days later, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to just play the the tape. Let's see what happens. I play it immediately after. You know, presence is consciousness being conscious of itself. Don't try and make sense of this. I'm like, oh, like, I listen for two more minutes. I'm like, the thing that I keep saying no one does. Yeah. I myself struggle with and it made me laugh it was like one of those like yo the universe the world God there's they have to have a sense of humor because they know yes girl and you gotta be able to laugh at yourself I laughed and I was like listen listen Annie just listen yeah I love that and love that. And and I would love to listen to a couple of your answers to some of our questions. Oh, we got some questions. Do you like that segue? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So these are just like very simple questions. They're okay. just very like kind of icebreakers, even though I feel like we've already broke the ice. Um, okay. We love doing it at the end though. Yeah, we do it at the end. Um, first question is, if you could be any animal, in which animal would you be and why? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I already know this answer. I know they don't exist, but this is me, a phoenix. They do That's exist, awesome. Because Harry Potter's real. Okay, we thank you. About no, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this. It's Sister, magic. Don't do this one. to me. <laughs> a phoenix. A, a phoenix. phoenix. They say the highest evolved form of a Scorpio is a phoenix. No way. Oh, I love and I'm not going to lie. I like to get my cards read. And every time I've gotten it read, they're like, they keep pulling out the phoenix, phoenix? card. And I'm like, bitch, I'm evolved. But I'm just going to learn to listen. I'm just like, uh, gotta figure this out step by step. I love that. <laughs> phoenix, such a good. Good answer. Um, second question is: If you can eat any, if you can only have one food for the rest of your life, yeah. what would it be? Oh, and why? Okay, okay. Well, not okay. why. We don't sure. need to know why. 
But I would, t- okay, so here's the thing. I don't eat meat anymore because I just, I've been trying not to and it's just, I don't know why, I just haven't been gravitating towards it. However, if this is my magical world and I can get to be whatever animal and eat yeah. whatever I want. Totally. Tacos, for sure. Oh, girl. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> can oh, I just God. tell you when you talked about the taco stand in the in, in, in Hentified, I was like, oh my gosh, tacos. Literally, my stomach started turning too. I'm like, I'm so hungry. Okay, great. Um, Number three, if you can have any superpower, or or if you can be any superpower, superhero, what would it be and why? Damn, are you just adding all the whys to this? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I was like, (laughs) I mean, I just a super power that's crazy so like my ego is telling me like i want to be able to like read someone's mind but that's just like real intrusive yeah i don't intrusive i don't want that you write you write like i would be constantly stressed out be like she thought and people have so many fleeting thoughts that it's like that would mess with your head i think about all the things that i think i'm like no girl actually no i didn't really mean that thought (laughs) exactly okay i want to be able to fly and 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 what is it where you get to teleport Teleport. yeah yeah yeah. yes those are good that's it Celebrity crush. Ooh, yo, this is weird. I don't really have one, but the only one that comes to mind, and everybody thinks this is so weird, Paul Rudd. Girl, <laughs> Bill Hader. Don't even, <laughs> don't even ask me. I'm literally, I think I like, it's so funny because everybody's like, what? Like, I have friends that are like, girl, like Chris Hemsworth I'm or not, whatever his name is. I've never Thor. been. That to me, I'm, I'm, I'm such a... Uh, I, I'm such an intellectual. Like, if I cannot like think we can have a good conversation and like you're fun, yeah. I'm like, well, boring. I don't want to just kiss you. Like, that's whack. Yeah. And I'm, but Paul Rudd just seems like I could invite him to the cookout, and he'd be so much. He'd fun. be so chill. Oh, yeah. I know. I watched Trainwreck, and then Bill Hader. I fell in love with his character in the movie. Oh my! I just God. thought he was just such a like a nice guy, and I'm uh, clearly I have like this nice guy that I married. I love him oh, so much. Thanks, so yeah, and he makes me laugh so much too. And so I think that that yeah yeah I totally feel that. So. Okay, and then last one. If you if you were not in the entertainment industry, yeah. what could you see yourself doing if it wasn't this? Even though I know it chose you, but like if it was something that you wanted to, I would be a therapist. Nice. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, for children and family. Awesome. Um, without a doubt, I, th- I mean, I think that's something that I want to like. I'm been thinking about going back to school for anyway. It's yeah. funny because when I was in college, I wanted to be an MFT. Yep. Yep. I What's was like MFT? a Sorry. marriage and family therapist. Oh, gotcha. Because I, I went through like, oh, I want to be a pediatrician and doctor. I was like, ah. I did too. I was like, actually, I don't like blood and I don't like germs. So <laughs> I actually can't either. <laughs> oh my God, I see blood down. I'm like, oh. Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, my mom's like, you're not going to do that, Nadia. You can't even like get a needle near you before your third. It was just when I got it, when I got to like my tattoo, she was like, I can't believe like, you know, you can't even look at a needle, but you went and got a tattoo. I'm like, oh, okay, just stop. Like, <laughs> Yeah, all right, all right, we're done. And so, a bonus question. I know yeah. we said five, but I got one. Mm. Um, if you were listening to this, yes, and you had you're not in the industry, but you want to be, yeah, what kind of advice would you either give yourself or that person who's listening? Figure out why you want to do it. Mm-hmm. Figure out your why, and figure out the specificity of what you want to do because there are so many different things you can do as an actor in this industry. Yeah. And get as connected to who you are first so that you don't try and conform to what you think they want you to be. I love that. Love that. 
That is such a wonderful way for us to cap out today. Get in touch with yourself. Right? Annie, is there anything that you would like to plug? Is anything that you, where can people find you, follow you? Yes, you can Hit find you me up. on Instagram, Annie, A-N-N-I-E, G-G-O-N-Z-A-L-E-Z. I post a lot of things on there about mental health and what I'm doing. So come follow me and check it out. Yeah, man. Give her a follow. Give her a holla. We'll do that. We'll attach your link in the show notes. All you have to do, listen to my voice, is swipe up on your app and you will be able to click directly and give her a follow and let her know that you heard her from us yes you guys thank you so much for coming we this was such an amazing conversation i feel like we could have talked for two hours yes and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to bring you back because it was such a good talk thank you so much for coming and enjoying our space our home yes and until next time babe we did it again we did it again until next week